You're listening to. And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Turn my back on the things I knew, fell in love, and now it got me confused. I was young, I was filled with fire. The smoke was just getting higher. Fell hard, I was hurt and bruised. It was at this time that I became recluse. The cards were dealt and I played. Broke the rules so I couldn't stay. And hey everyone, welcome to episode 152 of the Collabcast. It is, let's say, Saturday, December the 30th, 2017. Ooh. My name is Marvin Yue. My name is Minji Chang. And we are your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in Asian America. Um, once again, coming to you on a Saturday, a little late than our usual because we're on holiday time. Not to make excuses, but... Um, People are busy with family stuff. And Minji was supposed to be back in town, but decided to uh, extend her vacation, which is which is okay. I, I'm not bitter at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm just totally wandering. You were in Asia for two weeks, my friend, so I can float. <laughs> um, welcome to your end of the year episode. This is the last collabcast of 2017. 2017 is almost over. Woo! And I feel like it's been over for a while, though. Just I mean, personally. we've been hoping it's been over for a long time, but it's um, officially over in a few days. Um, uh, as you can hear, Minji is coming at us from the Bay Area, from La Casa de Chang, um, all the way up in. Are you in Pleasanton Dublin. right now, or are you Dublin? Dublin. Um, I am here in the Potluck Podcast Studio um, in the basement of East West Players, a part of the VC offices, and. Um, on my way to get coffee, I ran into one of our fel- one of our good friends, and I decided to drag him, kicking and screaming, into the <laughs> uh, studio here to podcast with us. Will Choi is here. Hi. Will Yay! Cho- Yay! Uh, Will <laughs> Choi is the founder and, I guess, executive producer of Asian AF, the first and only all-Asian American variety show on the UCB main stage. Mm-hmm. Big deal, big yeah. deal. Uh, selling it's been shows a big year. in LA, New York, LA, New and York. San Francisco. Yes, next month we'll be up in the Bay. <laughs> Welcome back hey, to bye the bye show, bye. Will. Bye bye. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, since this is the since this is the last episode of 2017, um, I, if listeners may remember last year, we attempted to do a big giant live show spectacular here at the VC offices. Uh, to recap 2017, mm. um, they kind of got a little little crazy and was crowded. I, was I there for that? I think you were there yeah, for that. Yeah, it was the one yeah, when Chris were... Lamb came, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but along the same vein, uh, because it's, it's the end of the year, we want to do something to deviate from our usual um, cadence by just talking about the year that was, 2017. So uh, we're going to go around. Once again, it's going to be an extended roundtable. We're going to go around and talk about our personal favorite moments of 2017, our favorite moments for Asian America, and I don't know, um, we'll, we'll think of something else along the way <laughs> to talk about. We'll have so much um, to say. We always, we love each other, and we have <laughs> yeah. enough, yeah. a million things to say to praise and question each other all day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's, um, let's get started. Minji, what's your, what was, what's your favorite accomplishment of 2017? 
personal? Favorite accomplishment? I mean, that's the thing. I've Now that you are throwing this upon me, um, <laughs> I love being getting questions like this thrown upon me, but I'm kind of really thinking within the last quarter, uh, the last three months are the most fresh on my mind. And I would still say empowers like my one of my favorite accomplishments of this year. Um, but I've already talked about that a million hours and a half mm-hmm. on this podcast. The other accomplishment, I guess, that was completely unexpected for me that kind of changed my entire life was becoming a homeowner. Mm. Um, and it's been pretty difficult, to be honest. Like, it hasn't been a smooth thing. But overall, as an accomplishment, I never expected to be a homeowner. I never cared about real estate or anything like that. But it's become like this really symbolic milestone for me and for my family. So I'd say that's a pretty significant, awesome that's thing awesome. this year. Yeah. I mean, Thank you. You're an adult. <laughs> like, that's crazy. When did that happen? I don't even understand, really. I'm still trying to catch up with that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been cool. That's like, I don't know. I find that super cool. I feel like I'm so far away from where I am right now. <laughs> Same here. And like I'm this, I'm older than Minji, which is <laughs> kind of sad in a lot of ways. No, you guys, this is, that's the weird thing. This is the funny part of life is that, like, again, I just really didn't care. Like, you know one of those things that you just, like, let it float in, in the stratosphere is, like, not a concern? Mm. That's how I treated homeownership. I was just like, well, I'll just rent forever i don't know like i had all these grandiose ideas of like a big house where i could host potlucks and karaoke nights but i never thought of it in terms of like oh i need to save money and get a mortgage and blah yeah. blah, blah all that stuff was just like i mean that's the reality of like a lot of us especially millennials who are so like entrenched in debt <laughs> is that we like renting forever is kind of where we're at right now because essentially you know having a mortgage and owning a house is like paying rent because you're like paying back your mortgage mm. but a lot of us don't have that capital to really put that down payment that's the that's the, that's the gate that's oh, the yeah. thing that's keeping us from doing it is sure. that down payment to you know throw down to own our own place well i feel like that's what's interesting well first of all like i would never be able to have a home without my parents like mm. this is a joint family investment <laughs> and it's because they sold their house and now they're like it's the whole retirement phase, which is really, really sobering for me. Mm. Like talking about being an adult, like it's really putting a lot of other things into perspective of like why I need to save and why I've been an idiot and buying like too many, you know, teas at coffee houses and like mm-hmm. how that adds up and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like it's very sobering because I realized how much I wasn't saving. And I know like we don't talk about like finances or whatever, but that's like part of our generation exactly like you said, Marv. And, um, you know, I don't know. Like, but I also feel like it's a very Asian thing because we are, you know, very clan and family oriented that there might be a time where there's like an inheritance or who knows. Like I honestly didn't talk about money that much with my family. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how a lot of it worked to be honest. And like in that way, I felt really – like unprepared and a little bit incompetent as an adult because I just didn't make it more of a priority to understand even how this right. stuff works. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of that is is like I remember um, the house that I grew up in was made possible because my grandparents helped my father make down payment right on the house, and he he's, he was he's been since been able to pay them back. Mm. Um, but you know, um, a lot of like. A lot of becoming an adult, like taking that step, 
it's very rarely you can do it on your own. It does take, you know, help. Yeah. You know, either yeah. alone or <clears throat> uh, family or close relatives. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not there yet, but also like I'm <laughs> seeing Minji go through the um, 101 of home ownership. And I feel like she's been thrown into like the deepest end of the pool because yep. not only does she have to deal with, you know, just all the financial stuff like mortgages and um, homeowner insurance and taxes mm. and things like that. Mm. Um, she also has the cliched feud with her homeowners association, which is like... <laughs> That's funny. I like, Which I will be channeling into comedy she very would have. soon. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like this year um, people are, uh, in my own personal circle, are, are more are, are are kind of focusing up on finances. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think is great. I, I, maybe it's just like the age that we're hitting and stuff, but it seems like now more and more people are talking about finances and saving up. Yeah. And, you know, because we're all in our 30s. And so it's just, it's time. It's time to like think about it a little bit more. I mean, thinking about a little bit more and also just thinking of different ways to go about it because the yeah. traditional ways for a lot of us haven't been working or aren't working. And it's telling that like, you know, you look at interviews with Gina Rodriguez and Kelly Marie Tran and they're saying, yeah, they took that money from their breakout and they paid off their loans because <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. only way they, they were able to do that. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. they needed that big break to right. even get on starting level. Yes. Right? Yes. And well, Will it. and I, we've talked about that because like Will, you know, he's, this year has been such a big deal in terms of you being a producer, right? And making all these uh-huh. events happen and understanding uh-huh. that. But then also you and I are both like the, <laughs> the proverbial like starving artists actors right and figuring out because it costs a lot and that's a lot of the part even like with empower and like everything that we talk about with collaboration being an artist is a job it's a career right Mm -hmm. it's not just like this like personal creative journey it's very much like we want to live doing this stuff Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and like you're saying well like everybody's kind of getting that reality check of like yo i need to learn how to monetize i should be smart about how i save or where i invest and things like that and ironically it's like not really talked about that often and and in the meantime everything costs a bajillion dollars (laughs) yeah i know it's it's kind of i don't know it's it's good that now people are or i feel like we're we're talking about it more um because we should we should be at least trying to hold each other accountable uh, and stuff. It's romantic to think that, like, oh, we're in it for the art, but like, <laughs> it's not realistic. <laughs> I mean, bottom line is, at some point, you gotta, you gotta eat, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, be, you gotta make money to, you gotta make that live, money, right? Exactly. And we're not saying we all want to become rich and famous, although that you know is <laughs> the goal. But we want to be able famous, to. I don't care about famous. I want to be rich, though. I'm be yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to be. We want to be able to, you know, <laughs> like make what we're worth. And I feel like you know, yeah. Us three here. I, I feel like you know. I feel like you two are worth a lot. So, Aww, we think we think you're worth a lot too. You're worth, you're I have a question for you guys though. If you guys did become homeowners, like all of a sudden, say that like you know a long lost grand aunt or uncle or something, uh-huh. like <laughs> it just happened, which is like genuinely like we were not expecting to have to deal with this real estate thing in my family. If that happened for you guys, where would you guys plot down? Um, I mean, if 
if price was no issue or like realistic. Kind of, yeah, or like realistic. <laughs> maybe a mix of realistically, we'd be like Riverside Re- or something, realistic. like somewhere like super cheap, you know. <laughs> realistic uh, fantasy. How about that? A realistic <laughs> fantasy. Well, in my fantasy, I make a, a lot, a, <laughs> a lot of money. So, um, uh, no, I, I mean, preferably, I'd, I'd love to live in like Los Feliz or you know, oh. you know, that area, just Cute. because that's where my life is. But you know, it's yeah. really expensive. <laughs> I kind of want to stay near the SGV, so probably like Pasadena or uh, South Pass or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's a good area, know, close enough to all the good Chinese places, but also yeah. a giant ass house. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the unsustainable lawn and yeah. all the all the. But like even like Valley Village or North Hollywood, you, you know, and, and Glendale and stuff like. Come to my hood, of, yay! Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not bad. I, I would like should say like. Pacific Palisades are like, but that's just so far west. Yeah, I yeah. Wanna, I would never. There. I would never. <laughs> no one's out there. But um, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a great. I think that's a huge accomplishment. That's Thank like a you. like really a milestone. I feel like in 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 your life to own <laughs> property or, or whatever you know. Like you know, I got it. It sounds shitty, but one uh, of these like really nice apartment buildings are popping that are popping up in like little Tokyo and Chinatown. Uh, I know it's gentrification; and it's like, totally destroying the neighborhood. But, but you're always here. Man, I'm always here, so I want to live <laughs> in one of those. I was gonna say, nice Marv. Apartments. I mean, the trade off <laughs> is like you're paying more for property, but you're saving a lot and life and time and commute. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Aww. I mean, it's near, it's near the gold line. I got a Whole Foods. I got a Rouse. I got yeah. a Tokyo. But see, here's the know. thing. The reason why I ask you guys, and I think this is like the thing that is very much in, in, in alignment with like all the resolutions and everything that everyone is doing right about this time, right, is just the constant um, challenging of ourselves to really be specific about what we want. And I'd say that yeah. that's like... In light of like, so coupled with my life achievement or this like cool moment in my life, it really is a huge responsibility. But then it also really made me think of like, man, if I had been intentional about this, God knows who, like what I could have accomplished <laughs> if I'd actually been aware. So I'm right. asking you guys because I want all the success for both of you. I want success for everybody who's listening. I want people to yeah. like realize their dreams. Like that's the bigger meta thing in my life. <clears throat> But like, mm-hmm. so that's why you got to sp- specify where we want to have that house. You know what I'm saying? Right. right yeah. Right. Um, well, Will, what was your best moment of 2017? My best moment, personal best. Um, I would say uh, establishing Asian AF in New York. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was probably, yeah. Yeah. It was really such a cool moment. Minji, you were there for the first show too. Yeah. That was the first show, right? I was like, wondering. Yeah. That was the very first. And yeah. I got this correct. You're the first, you're the first show to ever go from west to east at UCB. At UCB. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So usually it's the New York shows get carried over to LA. But uh, yeah, we're the first show to establish. A monthly show in New York, which yes. is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because UCB in LA has been around for, I think, I want to say 12 years, 12, 13 years. So to be the first uh, during that time is kind of crazy. And yeah. it, and it's an Asian-American show, which is also kind of crazy, too. And you're still selling out. You're still selling yeah. out, yeah. And, um, and you're going up the Bay. We're going up to selling out the Bay, month. too. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, I know. People Who knew? Comedy in the it, Bay. It's so crazy. <laughs> um and yeah, just being able to to uh, you know in in LA, Asian AF is you know it's kind of just a, a part of the community now and uh, in the zeitgeist of LA. But in New York, it 
I don't, I don't know what was out there before. Um, I mean, there's, there were some crews, and I know uh, New York is more of a stand-up city, right? Yeah, it's more yeah. stand-up, and and so, um, you know, Asian AF. If if anyone's listening that doesn't know it, it's a variety show, and um, yeah, just you know, bringing it out there was just it. It was so fun and easy because you know we had been doing it in LA for a little while, so it, it just. People felt yeah. left out too. Like people were looking at like all these posts from LA and saying, "Man, why don't you come to yeah, wherever? Yeah, come yeah, to come to Seattle. Idaho, yeah, come to Seattle. Um, yeah." And then New York was definitely that was happening for a while. People were like, "Please come to New York." And so uh, when the opportunity came, uh, we did a show, and it that first show was so fun. Like uh, Minji, you know, you were there. It was so just good. like the energy was so high because you know, like they hadn't the audience had never seen anything like it before. Yeah. And, um, and when we brought out all the improvisers who were Asian American at UCB, like we were just like, I bet you didn't even know that there were this many people. Yeah. Right. There was a lot. And, um, and it was so cool. It was such a cool thing to see. And, um, there was a news article yeah. that was written about the New York show. Mm-hmm. I think you shared it. I forgot who I wrote it. But um, the the article was on globalcomment.com. Yeah, but she was describing how like how she had heard of the show. Yeah, but she was still hesitant. The writer was still like, yeah, kind of yeah, hesitant. Yeah. Is this going to be like, are Asians going to be the butt of the joke? Yes, right. Because yeah. it's Asian AF. Like, yeah. are they going to like what type of? Because you're so used to like Asian humor being a certain thing yes. in your head because yeah. that's how. That's how society has trained you to like guard yourself. Right. Right. And the fact that she was like, it wasn't only like there was no jokes about being Asian, but mm-hmm. being Asian was the theme. Yeah, as the unspoken yeah. theme that you just look around and you you just and, like, know. <laughs> that's the moment that's like so magical about your shows. And you know, I I've been to uh, quite a bit of them here in yeah, LA. Yeah. Um this last one you did in LA was the a best of show. Who needs yeah. to have a best of? And <laughs> I, there was a lot of a lot of comedians and acts that I've seen before, but like still funny, still yeah. great. Yeah, still great. And oh, Minji, you missed it, but um, Randall Park came on as the monologist for yeah. the improv. And I he, saw. Um, he spits so some sad. rhymes. I know it was so <laughs> crazy. He did like a full on yeah. rap, like. He was like, like a two minute rap. Trying to remember it, and then he went like he, <laughs> he wrapped the whole song. Yeah, it was it was kind of incredible. Can I just um, say that one of my goals for 2018 is to rap with Randall Park because that was another oh. personal moment that shown in 2017 <laughs> for Minji King was rapping at Collapse right, Star. Right, right. So yeah, that was so funny. I would like to do um, that with Randall. I'm just putting that out I'm in the universe. Sh- I'm sure you can. I'm sure it's like so very possible to happen (laughs) um and you know randall's always down for that kind of stuff but um but yeah you know um yeah just doing the new york show i we established it and um uh my co-producer out in new york dan dan lee and the co and his co-host alex song um they've been doing a great job keeping it going out there and uh they are you know just two of the most talented yeah. people out there, performers and producers, and um, and uh, they're actually flying out to San Francisco and going to be doing joining me out there. Nice, which That's is going to be great. Awesome. Yeah, I have tickets for yeah. the January thirteenth show. I oh, you're know, coming? I still don't know if I'm going to. 
be there. Oh, okay. Or not, I have tickets. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So um, if I can't make it, I'll let you know. Yeah, like, you could scalp <laughs> them too. Um, but <laughs> they're a hot ticket. They sold. Yeah, they, they sold, sold out like so fast. Yeah, I, there were tweets of people like. I mean, angry that they couldn't get to I mean, that's the reason why we got three shows, because originally we got the one show at Sketchfest, and uh, that show sold out in five hours, and uh, we were the first show of the festival to sell out, and then we got a second show uh, a little bit later. That show sold out in five hours, and then nice. the next show, the third show, was uh, in a, it's in a different venue. It's bigger, so it, it uh, more seats so it took a little bit more time to sell out but eventually sold out in like yeah. I think two weeks I and feel like Asian AF is just even though you guys are so successful I feel like you're still constantly having to prove yourself <laughs> right. right yeah a little like, bit just that's we just I don't know we speak through our actions yeah. you know and and that's so a, um yeah. I, I just want to say like to praise Will because I it's you know you've been on the show multiple times and we've been able to kind of check in on how mm-hmm. the journey's been which I love because you know 20 years from now we're still going to have all of these moments to like we recorded mm-hmm. the conversations right in the thick of everything but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just the the main lesson that everyone learns in any industry is like you cannot replace experience like experience is the best teacher and you just got to get up and do stuff right like you're never gonna theorize how to like build comedy or build a movement and that's what i think you're um because i know you will i know you are not like aiming to make it this like cross-country thing you're just like (laughs) trying to do one show where you could like make do make (laughs) you know best of this this like awkward situation we were in with scarlett johansson and it's just like it went from there and you just went with it so yeah I just really admire that because that takes guts to even initiate, but then to like really take it and mm. and then trust other people and then bring everyone in. You've been so inclusive. And for me, you know, I haven't been to the most recent ones, but just in the times that I've been to the show since the very beginning to New York and then in L.A., mm-hmm. it's like you know, you guys had a really solid start, but with comedy and sketch and everything, the more you do it, the better you get. So, like, I just feel like there's been such maturity, and in that maturity is confidence, and then confidence lends to better comedy. You know, you're just going to be funnier because you're, like, you're not, like, self-limiting, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. All that is to say, if you haven't gone to the Asian AF show and you're in L.A. or New York, (laughs) get off your butt. (laughs) Also, um, those shows sell out quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... Follow them on Twitter and Facebook. (laughs) We actually, for the New York show, there's a a few tickets left as of this recording, um, and so the New York show uh, in January is on the 5th, and um, our special guest is Michelle Michelle Celine Ng from oh, wow. 13 Reasons Why. Michelle! Um, which is, yeah, which is like a, a funny kind of weird uh, full circle <laughs> thing because she was the one that wore the shirts, and, you know, we finally got her to do a show out there, and... Um, and so she uh, she's going to be joining them, and it's going to be at the new UCB House Kitchen Theater, which uh, is kind of the the main one now. Yeah, because so, they closed down the um, original, right? Yeah, they closed down Chelsea, and so they're at House Kitchen. Wow. And we were at originally at the East Theater, which is um, uh, the small kind of like a smaller theater, and then um, they moved us over to the main one, which is nice. really nice. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, what about you, Marvin? Yeah, I mean, if I was to say um, any my biggest accomplishment this year, um, it would be getting this studio that we're sitting in right now up yeah, and running. This um, is great. 
setting everything up, gearing up for this next year. Um, as many of you in the community know, I've um, taken to podcasting as my like art form slash hobby. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and yeah, we, we, built this, um, we built this studio for Potluck, um, the collective that we're, I, I help run and that we're all part of. And this coming year, I'm looking forward to using it to help other people start their podcast, um, to do more producing. And there's a lot of opportunity here and a lot of, you know, ways to inject, I guess, diversity into the still very, like, not very diverse podcasting world. Mm. Um, and I'm excited to to play a part in that. And, like, getting this up and running, you know, having VC... Um, offer this space and to take advantage of it and to create this like if you take a look at this it's like this is it's almost professional like we we, we were at the earwolf studio yeah and this is like pretty much half of what they have so you know <laughs> good job <laughs> yeah. Marv. yeah great job this is awesome yeah um so yeah personally um keeping this no 152 episodes of the collab cast um keeping that up and running um mm-hmm. doing my other podcasts um, i have a book club podcast called books and boba where me Ooh. and our, our friend Rira um, talk, discuss books written by Asian, Asian American authors. Um, I'm always concepting new podcasts in my head, um, helping Will with his podcast, yeah, yeah. Uh, his Korean drama podcast, yeah. and um, his upcoming secret project um, oh, yeah. with Asian AF. Yeah. Um, also helping Minji with her personal podcast. Um, that's been a lot of fun. Um, just, you know, just getting. Getting my like, and you know, through that, I'm becoming a better producer um, and learning, you know, small things here and there to help uh, myself grow professionally in this little, I guess, niche that I've decided is where I'm going to make my mark. Well, I feel yeah. like it's so organic. Like, that's the best part. Again, it's like same thing I say to Will is like, he just, he gathered his friends and he loves it and he put it together, right? And it's like Marvin is like the podcast lunatic like i say that in the most loving way possible he's like always listening to them so he's and that's like the cool thing when you when you do what you love you know you're just you're naturally critical and then you're also naturally creative because you're always around it (laughs) yeah like yeah Yeah. and you care a lot about it yeah like i've been criticizing movies since i was like four and i thought that everyone else (laughs) did and then i was like oh just me just me okay (laughs) i like to enjoy my movies (laughs) (laughs) i'm like really who cast her though like i'm like nine years old (laughs) judging (laughs) that's right oh no yeah yeah, i mean like we've all become podcasters here like minji Mm. You have your own podcast finally this year. Yeah. Where thanks, you're kind thanks of, to you're, Marvin. Where you're, where you're bearing your soul to people every week. I'm and growing. Will, <laughs> you know, it's been it's been really cool just to help you guys also amplify your 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 voices and to do what you want to do. You know, we'll have this crazy and some might say stupid idea of watching <laughs> Korean dramas talking about them and it's become one of our more popular shows yeah. like, it's amazing <laughs> it's kind of crazy people are like people are following you yeah. and like telling you what to watch next I know it's, it's resonated with a very specific crowd <laughs> Will I genuinely like I legit okay you guys this is a funny holiday story but we had like a Korean drama discussion at my parents uh-huh. house uh-huh. with my family because oh my, my we were we were discussing film versus like Korean movies versus Korean dramas. I was trying to explain mm. to my sister-in-law, like, you know, Korean film, XYZ. And 
my dad got really defensive and he was like, no, Korean dramas are better. And I was like, wow. Okay. Really? Really? Yeah. That's very so interesting. He, he hath challenged me to watch <laughs> Korean dramas. And I was like, fine. Like, I, you know, I haven't really watched one in about a decade, like from start mm-hmm. to finish. Mm-hmm. So now that we are talking about this, I volunteer myself as tribute. If you'll have me at some point, like I, even if it's just one episode, but I'll watch whatever <laughs> yeah. you watch, and yeah, 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 and I will contribute. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to comprehend your dad's point because, yeah. like, uh, isn't drama just like way just, low budget compared to? Well, movies? I feel like dramas are like. If, if you compare rom coms to Korean dramas, I guess they're like similar, but like. I feel like movie Korean movies tend to be melodramatic in a whole different way. Right. Like, it's very like, like yeah. artsy dramatic, very like cinematic. You know, it's just more cinematic. Like Korean dramas are about the story or and more the characters. Extreme, and, too. Like the um like the sympathy for Mr. Vengeance or Mrs. Vengeance and all those really kind of like effed up movies, you know? Yeah. So I'm saying like, you those, like, go dark places with Korean film, but there's like, and I say on a, what I was saying basically was that on an international scale or like international <laughs> level in terms of cinephiles, people who love film, like there mm-hmm. is a place where people really do respect and revere Korean directors. And yeah, I was trying to, I was basically trying to reflect on why that is. I was saying, well, we have a lot mm-hmm. of like war and trauma and a lot of emotional <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. we need to work out. So that lends itself to like, Sometimes really to great art because then they can express really intense artistic things and like blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, right. my dad tried to like lecture me on why I'm wrong. So now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of trash too. Like well, I was on my flight back from Taiwan. I watched this Japanese anime movie um, about um, it's called Jintama. It's pretty much like the Deadpool of anime. Mm. Um, and it was really dumb, but also kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. And like, I think there's room for that too. Like the, yeah. the biggest movie of the year in China was Wolf Warrior 2 which is pretty much their version of 80s action movies where it's like very patriotic mm. like Chinese soldiers um, doing a rescue mission in Afghanistan oh. and then like that made a gajillion dollars <laughs> really? you know, like, it, if you take a look at what it is it's basically a Chuck Norris movie from the 80s oh. huh. Interesting. <laughs> well, do you have so, Asper? Do you know what the next drama is going to be? Did you guys talk about that at all or is it like <laughs> um, As of now, no um, We've been on break since our last episode that we recorded which was like a year ago no i mean like our recap oh yeah, one yeah. that we did like maybe a month or two ago but um you know we haven't talked about it so um we're gonna revisit it in the new year yeah. and, i mean and I, I already out. told will that i'll i'll help produce the podcast portion of it so yeah. he just needs to worry about watching the drama talking <laughs> oh, about it. which is the worst <laughs> part and i'm just kidding <laughs> um so look forward yeah. to it i yeah. think i we'll think see. we'll see what happens I think you you owe it to your fans to <laughs> move on to continue. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. I don't know. As long as we watch something a little bit better than the, our first. <laughs> I think then. Boys Over Flowers is like even people who love Korean dramas, yeah, they're like, like uh, why did you guys that, do that? That, movie, <laughs> that that series is kind of yeah a, a train wreck. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> um, it's uh, special, yeah. Yeah. but like then we can continue to get you can get your fans to help guide your next move too. Yeah, which is what they you know a lot of people have been requesting us to watch certain dramas and stuff. So we'll see what happens. I almost don't want you to watch a good one. I want you to watch yeah. Another, I kind of want to watch another one. terrible one too. Yeah. yeah, I know. We'll see. What, we'll see though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking forward to 2018 in the world of. Asian American podcasts um, from the potluck and also just in general. Like I have a lot of plans and things I want to do 
and hopefully they'll come to fruition. Woo! I'm keeping them close to my chest right now, but nice. They will come to fruition. Yeah. Say it out loud. <laughs> they will manifest. Manifest. Yeah. Um, and on that note, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about our favorite moments in Asian American media. Hey everyone, it's Marvin. I hope you're all having a great New Year weekend and having a great time sending off the year that was 2017. Thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. Um, this podcast, of course, is a part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community in North America and beyond. Um, for more information about collaboration, you can check out our website at www.collaboration.org. And if you do feel like supporting our organization, um, including our programs such as this podcast, um, please leave us a donation. You can learn more about our programs and find the links to donate to Collaboration by going to the webpage collaboration.org slash donate. The Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American podcasters, bringing you unique podcasts featuring voices from around the Asian American community. As always, I would highlight a different member of the Potluck Collective during our breaks, and this week I wanted to give a quick shout out to Books and Boba. We just recorded a double header uh, episode of Books and Boba uh, featuring book news from the month of December, as well as our discussion of our December book club pick. Never Let Me Go by Nobel Prize winning author Kazuo Ishiguro. You can check out Books and Boba and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective by going to their website, www.podcastpotluck.com. And on that note, um, let's get on with episode 152. Uh, thanks again for listening and Happy New Year. And welcome back to the Collabcast, episode 152. It's the last episode of 2017. Wow. About to close the book on this, you know, kind of unforgettable. And yeah, yet, I think this can't a, wait to forget about this year. I think that's a good happened. word, though, unforgettable, because it, I, I, this is how I feel about 2017 personally is that it was personally a really good year, but a bad year for the world. That's what I feel like a lot, like a lot of people that I know. We, we talked about this last episode too. Like, personally, we've, we've achieved, like, we were pretty productive yeah. for this year. And I think it was because of like it's our form of resisting right like right you want us to give up but we're not going to give up yeah we're gonna yeah. be louder and 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 do more because you can't can't keep us down man <laughs> yeah can exactly. nobody break my stride <laughs> can nobody <laughs> hold me down anyway yeah <laughs> um, i'm looking forward to not looking forward, but I'm interested to see what happens in 2018, especially with um, all the politics going on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the tax code stuff is going to affect this year's taxes, but next year, like, mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to because I'm in I, I'm I'm in that that area where like it's going to affect what I can deduct and not deduct. Right, right, and that's yeah. gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Hope you like all my money, rich people. <laughs> Um, But yeah, speaking of 2017, (laughs) I guess we can let's talk about the year in Asian American media or entertainment or just the community in general. Like Mm -hmm. what what was uh, what was some of your guys's favorite moments or favorite stories to come out of it? I'm like going through the whole year. 
Yeah, I'm like, know? I feel like, uh, like before we started recording, Minjin and I were saying how like all the whitewashing stuff, it feels like it was so long ago, but it was just like this past year, which is kind of insane. Um, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, it's Green was this year. Remember yeah, that, that it's Green, yeah. like, just moment in time where we were all like, <laughs> fuck. Like, what's going and then, on? And like, oh, Hugh. Yeah, it feels like it's, it feels like it was like all in 2016, but it was, it's all so I mean, much this was the recent. year that Death Note came out. Mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell came Ghost out. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell came out and it was every yes. bit as terrible as we thought yeah. it was going to be. Great Wall. Yeah. All of those movies. That was so all this I, year? It was all this year, man. It was crazy. Um, even even the the shirts, the the shirts that we made for Asian AF, it was all this year. Yeah, it feels like it was so much longer ago. Um, but and I wouldn't say like <laughs> those moments were great <laughs> uh, this past year, but it did really start the conversation. And I do feel that you know, especially with Hellboy, things are better kind of yeah. uh there's some other i feel like movies coming out it also exposed like how like the, the reaction to ed screen stepping down wasn't like it's in terms of how the mainstream media covered it it wasn't like a celebration of yes we're being more inclusive but it became a conversation of how will this affect white people mm. right how will this like how will this affect how people cast for roles in the future right, right. and then in, in some ways, you kind of you kind of look at this like, oh, this is the wrong thing to take away from this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why does everything have to be framed through you? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and that that opens up a whole other can of worms to like like how white, how non diverse, really the whole industry is mm-hmm. on the top, mm-hmm. and how how that you know it opens your eyes to like what what needs to all the things that need to change, yeah. all the institutional, all the all the corporate hierarchies and decision makers and like all the, all the steps that need to get with the times in order yeah. for us to really move forward. Well, I'm just saying like, like in the grand scheme of things, it, it can be really exhausting. But I think what this year taught me was to like, not, not over, not like over congratulate people for like basic Mm -hmm. stuff that is like you know oh great job but it's also like conserving energy I guess and like being really Mm -hmm. more strategic about stuff because like for real I even on my side like as an actor the more projects that I did and the more scripts that I read or the more roles that I would see or and or not see slash wish Mm -hmm. existed it Mm -hmm. just really was more of a call to action for our community to step up either to vocalize what is that we want and to also write our own our own narrative where whether that's like in tv film or in music or whatever it really like it's like, why are you fighting this one thing and then like condemning this one structure? There is a lot of things wrong with it. But like if you only have so much energy, right, like where are you going to yeah. put it? So, exactly. I mean, like, I think it's great that we had all that controversy because it it gave it allowed for that conversation to happen. So that's like a mm-hmm. hippie side of me. That's just like finding the gratitude, the silver lining and all of it is that that's mm-hmm. a necessary part of this really uncomfortable conversation that needs to be had. Right. Right. So, yeah. and yeah. at the same time, we did have a lot of really good uh, successes too, like things to celebrate in terms of diverse inclusion. 
um, you know, Kelly Marie Tran in Star Wars was yeah. a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And the the love that she's been getting, although I feel like it's more f- within like our community and in the general, like overall media, they're kind of, it's not as big a deal. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but know. I'm so into it. Like, I, I feel like that's such a big thing. Uh, thing for our community yeah. to to see her and I'm I'm sure you guys already talked about her but like for me personally it's like I knew her you know like yeah. I knew her before Star Wars you know like we, we we did improv and stuff and and to see how much success she's having now uh through the movie it's 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 so it's so incredible to to really see people uh number one you know, living out their dreams and number two, just having much deserved success. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, yeah, she, just being able to see her on screen, I watched it twice. I was just like, this is incredible. Like I couldn't believe it. And, um, and not only just her, but there's, there's so many other people who I feel like, like even like fresh off the boat, like, you know, it's been on, on for, three or four seasons now so it's kind of like we kind of but three or four seasons but yeah like, three or four yeah, seasons that's, that's incredible like that's more than we've ever had ever before yeah that's you know? huge I know it's like not getting as much attention and press as it used to because you know it's a it's a quote unquote old show now but like I I, I, I finally caught up to it and I'm like this is incredible yeah. like and they have great like the writing staff on that show is amazing strong Ali Wong it's oh yeah yeah Yeah. Shang and Erica Oyama and and there's so many people yeah and like even speaking of people we know getting shows and getting on TV you know Eugene Cordero your your co-host for um, this past AGAF he's been on a bunch of shows he's been on he's everywhere The Good Place he's been on um, Crazy Rich Asian no not Crazy Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Lilan has her own show on the Disney Network yeah Lilan that was Lilan was 2016 right or uh, Andy Mac was 2016 right I don't think so was that this past year too well this past year was season one. Oh, season one oh yeah they're filming season two two. oh yeah yeah even that's a big deal Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's Asian American family. I mm-hmm. love that show too. I got super like emotional about it. And Lilan, like she's, and it's again, like that feeling with like Kelly, like, cause I don't know, I met Kelly and she's awesome. And I'm, it's like mm-hmm. the scale of what Star Wars is, is huge. But with right. Lilan, like having had had her in our collab shows and, right, right. and getting to know her as a person and just like, it really is, I don't know. It's just so like exhilarating to watch your friend be like, yeah, killing it yeah, and and like, getting yeah, recognition exactly. and whatever pay grade, all that. Right, even like financially, like yeah, you're a paid actor. You're making your freaking living. You're killing it. Your se- your series regular, like mm-hmm. hella lines and everything. Right, you're not just like yeah. in the background. It's so awesome. It's so crazy. Um, yeah, and there's just like you know, there's just so many. Well, I've met so many people through Asian AF, and I'm like just being able to talk to them about just all the success that they're having, like Manny and Jamila on the good place. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's just, and like someone was saying how fresh off the boat is the only Asian American family on TV right now. But you know, you mm-hmm. have Leland's family in Andy Mac. Well, um, I think I know the movie hasn't come out yet, but one of my big Asian American highlights is the filming or the fact that crazy rich Asians got made. 
And yeah, that it exists. That it exists. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I'm yeah. so excited for it. That's yeah. so cool. That's so cool. Uh, let's see. What else happened this year? You know what? Um, this is going to overlap with a personal best moment. But the fact that we got Asian Americans on the map at South by Southwest this year mm. was yes. huge for collaboration. Yeah. And this was like, this was pre-Empower. So I, I think it's been deleted off Minji's memory banks. Thank <laughs> you for reminding like, me. We were able to get the first ever Asian American. Yeah. Dude, that was this past year too. Yeah. Oh my on to God. South by Southwest uh, under the interactive That's like so slate. crazy. And also the first ever all Asian American music showcase um, Which got South us by on Southwest. NPR on All Things Considered, yeah, job 14 so million, great. no, like 20 something million. How many million people tune <laughs> awesome. into that show? That's yeah. awesome. But the fact that we can say that now that we have, there is an Asian American showcase at South by Southwest, where, where you know, again, we're we're amplifying these talents that we we know exist because of uh, the work we do. But now mm-hmm. we can show off to the rest of the world. Um, I thought that was super, like, it was a really proud moment of, of the year for, for myself and for Minji as well, um, that we were, we were able to pull that up. And props to Minji because it's mostly her, like, networking yeah, skills that got us true. in the door. Crazy. But, um, and we're going to do it again this year. Um, uh, it's coming in 2018 and that's, yeah. That's great, man. Very exciting. And you know what the yeah. thing is? I think the biggest thing is because of everything that everyone's doing and that we have this really big variety of things to choose from to celebrate. You know, I personally, it's like that feeling of like, well, whose approval are you seeking? So, yeah, in the mainstream or whatever, it is a very gratifying feeling to have the greater, like the big global community or even like the national community acknowledge us but just for mm-hmm. our purposes in terms of feeling empowered to go forward and keep doing awesome stuff yeah. like i'm more than happy about everything that has happened and recognizing that it takes all these like big and small things to continue pushing the needle um mm-hmm. because it's like there's no one thing and that's been very humbling to know that we can like really be happy because all this really cool stuff happened but then also know there's a lot more work to be done and let's just like have a freaking good time doing it as much as possible like it doesn't have to be this really dramatic crusade even though for us it means all those things i I get like that (laughs) is there is there a i'm trying to think i can't i can't think right now but is there a, a particular asian american musician that's had a good year this year or a band or a someone in a band <laughs> i feel like Giamazawa had a really good year um he's one of our our um our alumni previous guests of the podcast mm-hmm. and former poet now hip-hop artist he had a really good year in the south like he got he his um new album shots of durham got like major radio play in, oh, great. in the southern states oh, which shoot. like That's which awesome. is where his music resonates with the most yeah and it's been awesome just like every time i see one of his new tracks i just scroll down the, the comments because you know there's there's way more people giving him props and it's mm. awesome to see people like really really resonating with his music because he's like he represents um like the asians from the south mm. right and it's a Part of the thing that that I love the most about just working within this group, especially within collaboration, is we we work in communities outside of like LA, 
right. and New York. And we're able to see these pockets of Asian America that isn't what we're used to, per se. It isn't like – I'm like explain this really badly. <laughs> but like different aspects of Asian America that we know exist and seeing artists from, from there able to rise up and make great art and, you know, really like come into their own. Right. Like that's what we want to share. That's well, yeah. like, you know, not just like, you know, the same thing over and over, but people doing people with different perspectives, people who grew up different than we did and yeah. kind of bring that, bring that story out into the world as well. Right. Um, and I think um, that's something that G does. Again, a lot, and that's that's the thing with with artists, right? Like, if any background is, there are no overnight successes. I mean, there's, yeah, there's like that that launch point where like all of a sudden everyone knows who they are, and there's like that one yeah, song yeah, or yeah. whatever. But yeah. like most artists are, they they've been grinding for a long time. Yeah, I, I just remembered uh, another thing that uh, I. Um, that I, I recently discovered is um, not this doesn't have to do with music, but uh, for movies. Did you know the kid, the main kid in It, is a f- quarter Korean? Huh? The main kid in the movie It, the new It, the new one that just came out this year. I have not watched it because clowns. Oh, scary! It's not that um, scary. The movie well, itself, but I was on a dark airplane and someone's watching in front of me. Like, Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> no, I I recently uh, recently discovered that because I saw that he was at Coriam that like uh, Coriam oh. event, and I was like, oh, I wonder why he's there, and then uh, found out that he's a quarter Korean. Oh, yeah, which is a uh, kind of cool. I was like, oh wow, that's uh, you know, we have an Asian kid that's the lead in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, it's all uh, it's also finding out who who has some Asian in them, too. I think it's kind of been a funny thing, at least within it, within Asian AF and stuff. It's like, oh, this person is part Asian. I had no idea. Yeah. You have one of uh, one of the members of Voltron is. Yeah. A quarter she's Korean. Also quarter Korean. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, yeah, you you count. You know, you're part of us, you know, like, come join us, um, which is like, I think that's the most fun uh, part of it is just being like, oh, you, you, I mean, like you get these jokes, you get it, you yeah. know, you might not necessarily look too much like like your 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 standard asian face but um but you get it like sarah's probably more korean than i am yeah, you, you know what it's like to have a korean grandmother yeah so. exactly so how, it's how, like how so? how, that's, all you, know that's how. all you need so, say that again how is sarah more korean than you i want to know because i haven't get, gotten I think to it, hang out with her yeah she like was talking about how like i think uh if i remember correctly like she would like she made kimchi with her grandma and yes. stuff like that and i was like i never made kimchi with my parents before or my grandparents so she's she's, she's more korean than stuff. i am <laughs> yeah and um uh yeah so i just like uh i just i, I find that very i found I, I don't know i found that that was cool when yeah. i uh, about the the kid from it i was just like oh nice and the movie was not bad i'm not gonna watch it i'm i, I, I stay like, like, I, I hate clowns mm. they're the worst Indy, what's your what's your what do, what do you want to highlight from 2017 um besides uh crazy rich asians um also the i'm I, this is another 2018 but whatever i don't care because i'm a huge fan yeah. of uh aquafina and i think mm. she's oh yeah she's gonna have a great year next killing year, it and oceans eight looks it's so good <laughs> and it's an all-female yeah. cast with that like god i know james corden's in it and everything but <laughs> it 
like, I get really, really sick of all the remakes. Personally, I was just, like, super... I was complaining about, like, there's nothing original anymore. Everyone needs to mm-hmm. remake Jumanji or, like, well, I heard that yeah. that's actually really good, so I want to go I heard watch it was it. good, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a sequel. It's a yeah, sequel. it's a, it's oh, a sequel. It's not a remake. But I, I was like, there's one. no original anything's. But then when I saw the thing for Ocean's 8, I was like, never mind. I'm cool with this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, about time for an all-female heist movie. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. It's, like, it's amazing. I yeah. love I love Mindy Kaling's line too, and she's killing it too, and she's gonna be in uh yeah, in uh, Wrinkle in <laughs> yeah. Time. Wrinkle in <laughs> Time, yeah. So yeah. stoked, and she's hilarious. She's just yeah. so funny. That's cool. Is there um kind of jumping all around though? Is is there how about like I mean I know Marvin, you do um, books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, is there has there been any? kind of big accomplishments in writing or uh, well, Kazuo Ishiguro, um, the writer of um, Never Let Me Go, which was our Books and Boba December oh, yeah. um, club pick. That, um, that he won the Nobel good. Prize for writing. Oh, cool. Um, wow. Yeah, that's see. a good book. That's um, amazing. Also a good movie. Numerous Asian American authors won awards at, um, all around. Um, Fles Ng's Little Fires Everywhere got like best book for cool. a, lot of, a lot of publications. Nice. Um, it was a good year for Asian Americans. Yeah. Jenny Jenny Zhang. Did you guys read her poetry? She's a poet, right? Jenny Zhang. She she that published familiar. a book I, this past year, I think. Um, I think she did. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember. But yeah. um, Jenny Han um, wrote who wrote um, to all the boys I loved before. I was getting a movie made. Cool of that book. Nice. Um, which also features a a um, happy and me main character. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, lots of like. Um, Marjorie Liu um, won for Best Graphic Novel for Monstrous. Hmm. Um, lots of Asian Americans and Asians, um, lots of Asian Americans like getting it done in the yeah, just world. like doing it. Yeah, like Sarah Kuhn's book came out this past year. Too, right? Yeah, yeah Sarah. It's crazy. Third one's coming up. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's like if the listeners want to know all the goings on in Asian American literature, um, check out Books and Boba. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. Uh, where we go over um, a lot of the book news, talk about books, and also interview authors, and um, it's yeah, it's um, it's been really interesting getting to know that world as well, and just yeah. all the things that are going on. Like so many, um, so many like there's a lot of battles being fought in like visual media, you know, movies, yeah. and TV, but yeah. there's just as many battles being fought in the literary world. Like sure, who can and can't write certain characters sure, sure, or sure. who shouldn't shouldn't write certain characters certain yeah. ways. And how um how we contemplate our Asianness all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? I remember that. <laughs> when we but, look I mean, in the I find mirror, that, what do we see? Yeah. We we think about our Asianness. I, I, I think about the uh, books though, because I feel like a lot of obviously a lot of movies get uh are get their stories from books. So mm-hmm. I feel like the more that there is popularity in books that center around Asian American characters or writers or whatever that yeah. um that you know that would in turn create more content. Not Case content in point, but no crazy you know, rich Asians. Yeah, crazy rich Asians, um, yeah. Tell the boys of love before. Um there's a lot of there's a lot of good stories out there that is that is ripe for for the thing. You should actually a book that you might be interested in is called um, I believe in a thing called love by Maureen Gu. Mm-hmm. It's a it's yeah, a young right adult there. novel about a girl who um, a Korean girl who doesn't really know how to date boys or talk to boys. Mm-hmm. So she 
comes up with a plan based on all the Korean dramas that she's watched. Oh, I feel like I, I've heard yeah. of this. That's right. Yeah, I have heard of this. That's funny. So much to and do. Like the, a lot of the inspiration, we talked to the author, and a lot of the inspiration came from Boys Over Flowers. Oh, so I think you would, interesting. you would resonate with that very well. That's really funny. That's so funny. <coughs> mm. Now I'm like, but I yeah. want to write a book now. <laughs> so we can yeah, share. Well, that's what I thought, the immediate thing that I thought when I read uh, Crazy Rich Asians. But I think before there was talk about the movie. But I just remember how mm, yeah. beautifully and like thoroughly descriptive it was. I just kept thinking, mm. I was like, this would, uh, I enjoyed the book because I enjoyed the story, but I was like, I think this would be better as a movie. Like, I'm yeah, not hating on the book, but I was just like, this, you could just show it all yeah. and it'd be great as a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. And we even got Minji to read a book for our book club, too. We read Goodbye Vitamin by Rachel Kong, remember? And it was so oh, good. It was so yeah, good. Nice. good there's much more to read and do. Yeah. There's, there's so many books I need to read. Was um, Hassan Minaj, was that last year? His special? That was this year, too. Was that this year? Yeah. Hassan! <laughs> That was great too, man. I that love was like him. Kind of, I felt like was that like the end of last year? It was like no, December. I think it was early this year. Oh, was it last early year? This was, year? Last year was Baby Cobra. Was the big oh, thing this year? Oh my Hassan. god, Hassan was this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh and now Ali has her second baby. Yeah, already. Dude, Hassan's special too. I, god, that was so good. He is <laughs> such a master storyteller. I'm tell. I was just yeah. like, how do you? You're just like a magician. He would go in and yeah. out of the drama and the comedy. I'd be laughing, so then I'd be crying. I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now, but this is incredible. Yeah. Was that was his um uh correspondence dinner? Was that this past year too? This was, that was this year. That was that was this year too. Was, was, or was that right at the end of last year? It was the spring of this year. I just looked it up. It was the spring of this year? Oh my god, that feels like forever ago too. Mm-hmm. That was such a highlight for me. Like because I didn't really know who he was. Until I watched that thing, and mm. I was like, "Who is this guy? This guy is incredible." Um, to, Shut up! We're the same age. Year. I'm not supposed oh, to really? share my age, but anyways, if someone googles Hassan <laughs> Minaj, but that's so <laughs> <Wow>. cool. <laughs> that's so wild! I can't believe that was this past year too. That special. This has so been a jam packed year. There's been a so lot of many, a lot of stuff. And I don't know if it's because we're just more hyper aware of everything that's been going on, yeah. or we're just doing more stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's probably both. I thought of one yeah. important one. I was like, "There's something I'm not saying." Um, yeah. I want to give a shout out to to Justin Chan and everyone who made Gook happen, and that was this oh, year. Yeah. Cool. That was that that, was that kicked off Sundance. this year at Sundance. Yeah. So, wow, yeah, we had a lot of friends who yeah. worked on that and. And, um, you know, I'm just really proud because that, you know, got in theaters and just what a ride. I don't know. It really, mm-hmm. for me yeah. as like an actor and a filmmaker or like aspiring filmmaker, it meant a lot right. to like see somebody just go through those motions and see the reception right, of it right. and see even the criticisms, you know, like all of it is very teaching um, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see like where we are and where we got to go. But I think that's a huge right. accomplishment. That's yeah, also such good. a like such a strong like statement right he didn't shy away and he didn't try to soften he just like told his story yeah. and it made a for a really really great movie yeah yeah that was yeah that was this year okjo was this year too right? was this year. Yes. Oh my gosh so <laughs> yeah this is the year steven young got to do other stuff yeah <laughs> um <laughs> right he got to he got to branch um, out <laughs> He got to he got to do what he wanted to do, which is great. Um, I know. I feel like uh, you're the listeners who are going to be listening to this be like, but what about this thing? What about this thing? It's like there's just just too much. I can't even remember what was this past year and what yeah was beyond. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, which means wow. it's um you know it's 
that's good. Like you said in the beginning of the podcast, it's been a productive year, mm-hmm. even though the surroundings has been just total dog shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, we are surviving. We are creating creating the world we want to see yeah i think is what the best way you can describe it is like i don't know i'm excited i'm excited for 2018 i feel like there's going to be a lot of great things that are going to happen you know probably some shitty stuff too yeah. you know as always but um that's what makes us stronger know, just, y'all let's take the energy and put it into something productive like like will did with uh scarlett johansson presents you know you took the that that absurd anger <laughs> and you created a show to make fun of it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that led to everything. Yeah. And yeah. you know, there's, it's, uh, it's easy just to like say this, this upsets me. Right. It's harder to say this upsets me. I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. I think that's the, the unique lens that we have. And that's my positive spin on it because like we are privileged to be around so many artists. I know for a oh, fact that it has definitely yeah. inspired and provoked and, you know, prompted a lot of artists and people who were even on the fence about calling, you know, going into that, that universe. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot to come. Like, that's not even a question. Like, I'm not even hoping for that. I know it's happening. Um, So I, that, that's what gives me a lot of encouragement for me. What I would like to see, I think on the artistic front, personally, I think that fire is going, it's getting stronger and hotter. I want that to translate politically, to be honest, like just in, in terms of just being aware and educated, uh, I cannot dictate what people will and will not vote for, nor do I have the education, but I just want, I I think this year was teaching us that like our voice matters, like in such a big way in a lot of different ways. Um, like your yeah, viewership that, that and matter. your your vote and your everything, like what you tap on, what app you use, all that stuff, it matters. It like yeah. goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, our 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 dollars, our butts and seats, let Gook to be extended in its limited run, which is like a huge win. And honestly, our dollars got Asian AF to three shows at SFC <laughs> Sketchfest. Yeah, you yes. Know? Like we're we're. We're making a statement, and we're going to keep making that statement mm-hmm. because we will not be ignored. Yeah. 2018, <laughs> man. The year of not being ignored. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled for what's to come, um, you know, just uh, for me personally and just for the community and for you guys, collaboration. I mean, Empower was awesome i loved it i had such a great time yeah this past year and um yeah i just feel like with pot potluck podcast and, <laughs> and just with everything like th- all of our different projects i feel like it's just i i don't i don't want us to stop you know what i mean because it's just like i'm mean, so excited to see what's going to happen yeah so it's gonna yeah. be a good year guys and i appreciate both of you for everything you've done again because we got to get sappy as we close out this year. And I'm wishing the best for everybody listening. And hopefully you guys have, you know, all the positivity and resolve to not just like, you know, we all know, let's be real. Like that first week of January, everyone's like on fire. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Got to carry past that. Got to, got to get, get, yeah. Get through February. Yes. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's a That's like good the goal. hardest. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this 2018 is going to be a make or break. Like we're, it's, it's, 
it's almost like coincidental that all of our personal and professional projects are just all really coming to a head at this point. And honestly, like this could be, I know we say this every year, but this could be the year that everything changes. Could be. You know? Like, it has been changing. That, there's that breakthrough. Yeah. We're going to check it and... in a year. Y'all are going to be homeowners. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah, no, That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. More than anything. My place out in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> yes. Uh, cool, cool, cool. All right. I guess I'll do it for this episode. And I'll do it for 2017 oh for gosh. the podcast. Happy wow. New Year. Happy New, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2018. Hope you guys have, all have a safe and Woo. fun and exciting New Year. Yeah. Um, Miji, hope you're not stuck out in traffic again this year. Ooh, what, coming down? No, Sean no, just, and I were just oh. stuck in traffic one year. We just like oh. said Happy New Year in our cars. <laughs> oh, 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 during New Year's. Oh, it was that's great. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah. Um, wow. Will, if people want to find out more about Asian AF or follow you on Twitter, where can they go? You can go to AsianAFshow.com. That has all the information for our upcoming shows in L.A., New York, and San Francisco. Um, and you can follow us at Asian AF Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then you can follow me by just going to willschoy.com and you can find all of my information there. I have some cool projects coming up this upcoming year that I can't talk about. I don't even know if you guys know yet. I but, don't know if we know yet. Um, but I tell will, I will tell you guys when it's uh, officially out in the public sphere. Sounds good. And then we'll have you back on the show again. Yes, that'd be great. For your like 10th appearance mm. on the Collabcast. <laughs> um, as always, you can contact us at the Collabcast by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, leave us a nice reading and review on iTunes if you can. Do it. And thanks to Jennifer Chung for use of her song Recluse for this episode's intro and outro. Um, and yeah, that's 2017. God. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Have a great holiday. And we'll see you all next week in 2017. 2018. <laughs> 2018, brah. 2018. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a long year, Marvin. I get it. Yeah, we, we, we tired. <laughs> Bye. We tired. Bye. 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 I caught the-